joy. We want it men. Welcome to episode 148 of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for the latest information on Star Wars movies, Star Wars news, Star Wars TV shows, Star Wars action figures, Star Wars micro vehicles. And uh, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) As you can tell, I'm not Glenn, I'm Jason. Uh, Glenn is enjoying some time up in the mountains, being a man, making manly fires, drinking manly beers. uh, Is he chopping manly wood? Chopping manly wood to put on his manly fires uh, and all that fun stuff. I'm driving this week, so uh, I'm taking control of the show. If you're on the road, get off the road because I will cut you off. I will hunt you down to make sure that I am true. As you can tell, uh, Jordan's here. Jordan, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm well, man. How are you? Good. You know, Jordan in person, in real life, is Jordan Duncan. But if, you, uh, if you're if you either scared of things or... Uh, wait, you're Jordan Gasly. This is something I've always wanted to ask you. You're Jordan Gasly. Is it because you're scared of things or because you like scary things? Um, It's because I like scary things. I... Um, I got the name or I, I thought, thought of the name just because of my love for ghost stories, Mm. whether they're, you know, fictitious ghost stories or like the town urban legend ghost stories. Like I just, it's my favorite genre of story. So, um, I don't know, like whenever I was trying to come up with, um, a Twitter handle years and years and years, like, oh man, a decade ago. (laughs) <laughs> I was I I wanted to kind of incorporate just my love of ghost stories and I couldn't think of anything that wasn't cheesy. So I was like ghastly. I really liked the the adjective ghastly. Yeah. So I was like Jordan Ghastly. Like that's kind of cool. So I just went with that. Okay. So it's nothing to do with Pokemon. Isn't no. There a ghastly Pokemon? There is, but I don't think they have an H in it. I think it's just G-A-S-T-L-Y. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's your Twitter and YouTube handle where you do a bunch of uh, toy hunts and stuff like that. So Yeah, I actually just uploaded one yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to watch it yet. I've been so busy. That's all right. How was your week? What's uh what's new in your life? Oh my god. What what is I had a weird week, to be honest with you. Why is that? <laughs> I, so <laughs> I um uh so uh not without getting too deep into it like i take anxiety medication and uh my doctor said hey i think we're gonna tweak your anxiety medication a little bit where we give you a little stronger dose which i was fine with because i was like hey which i i requested actually so Mm -hmm. so he said you know you're taking this amount start taking this amount uh and we'll see where it goes so I started taking that amount that they gave me, which I was on a really low dosage. So they, the doctor had doubled it. So, <laughs> and then Friday, mm. not, it was not this past Friday, but Friday, two weeks ago, 
uh, I'm just sitting at work. I, I came back from lunch every, like the entire morning was normal. And I'm just sitting at my desk at work. And all of a sudden I start to get this really bad vertigo mm. and it lasted the entire weekend. And I was supposed to meet friends the next morning, which I did. And then, uh, my buddy Richard, who's in the, the toy hunt, uh, videos, who's, who's actually, he's been on the show before. Yeah. Um, he uh he drove so <laughs> which was good but uh like but but it was i was experiencing vertigo so bad that i actually checked myself into the er on a the following sunday morning just because i was like no something's not right oh dang yeah long story short every like i'm fine as far as as tests go but uh the doctors at the er were like yeah it's it's probably because of your medication it's like okay mm-hmm. Well, that was an expensive answer, but at least I know I'm not having a heart attack or a stroke. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, so that evening I ended up dropping back down to my original dosage and then, uh, every, like I was fine the next morning. It's like, Oh, Oh Jesus, this is weird. Yeah. But, but the, the week after that, like I was kind of, you know, getting, getting back into the swing of things after being taken out for nearly four days. It was pretty crazy. But you're yeah, okay now. Oh yeah, I'm fine. Everything's so. back to no- we're all normal here. How are yes. you? Yes, um, it's a boring conversation anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, I don't was going there. Yeah, your your anxiety conversation is boring, sir. Let's move on this, to more important a, things. This is a, yeah, this is a Star Wars podcast. No one wants to hear about your mental health, Jordan. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but I'm glad you picked up on that. So thank you. Right. Well, I was I was smelling what you were stepping in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a crazy week. Uh, Last weekend, I was up in South Bend, Indiana. We drove up uh-huh. for a funeral uh, Thursday night. Friday had the the service. Friday, we drove home. Well, we drove to Nashville because it was just, it was exhausting. Like, mm. to do two 12-hour trips in, in two days is just too much. So we stopped in Nashville. We were home on Saturday. But uh, this past weekend, we had to go to Chicago for a wedding. <laughs> so we drove the kids and I all the way up to Chicago uh, and my wife, too uh th- uh friday had the wedding saturday and we just came home on sunday but we had to get up at five o'clock in the morning sunday morning because i bought tickets to see matchbox 20 in 2019 for pre-pandemic Whoa. pre-pandemic and obviously the pandemic happened so they canceled that they delayed it a year the concert to 2021 2021 rolled around they said we're delaying it two more years for 2023 so that was sunday night so I had a race back Sunday night. We also figured out like in April, wait a minute, the concert's the same weekend as the wedding. How can we do this? So it was a race home. So we got home at five-ish. The concert was at 7.30. Whoa. <laughs> Quickly showered and changed, and we went up to the concert. Wait, where? Um, what venue was the concert at? Solaris at Lakewood. Oh, which is down by the airport, which is mm. another, well, the traffic wasn't that bad. It was about 40 minutes. Yeah, but you went to Lakewood. That's like my like, e. what is ignorance I, bliss or no, something? No, 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 no. It's just I feel like on the tier of Atlanta concert venues at Lakewood's towards the bottom. Yeah, I've, I've seen no, no, granted, I've been there multiple times and I've seen some fantastic bands there. Um, but uh, just I as as ease of getting in and out of the parking lot, no thanks. Just the setup of the amphitheater, no thanks. Just 
I I always have to anytime there's a band that I want to see. Yeah, I, I have to weigh. Do I like <laughs> the band more than I like Lakewood? <laughs> so yeah, ignorance was bliss. I didn't realize it was one way in, one way out because getting out was extremely. It used to difficult. not be like that. Really? Yeah. So in so they engineered a worse way. Yeah. So the all right. Um, when did you move to Georgia? Twenty nineteen. Okay. All right. So this would have been the or the the aughts. So two thousand to two thousand nine ish. Um, there there's two parking lots, and whenever I was going, they were both accessible. Mm-hmm. But somewhere towards the end of the the uh, the late aughts, it turned into a, a paid for only like a VIP parking lot. Yeah, that's and I don't. We- Okay, did you end up doing that? I ended up doing that because it was so difficult to get into the parking lot in the first place. Yes. I just paid the 40, 40 bucks for the VIP parking because I did not want to get back out into that line of traffic. I was just like, this is not worth my time. So I just Man. I paid it. And, yeah. you know, I always... That's two I, Black Series figures. It is. And I, I probably shot myself in the foot at the time because I remember because the the parking lot that's on the other side of the amphitheater is is gravel and you know you have your parking attendants kind of ushering people in showing you where to park and uh and then the other one though the 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 now vip was paved and it was always paved and it was parking you know parking spots that are that are clearly marked and i i was parking there going why is everybody else parking on this other side of this venue why and then of course uh after i said that out loud one day it turned you know they they're like oh we're gonna start charging this is the vip parking lot now and i was like ah it's all your fault it is sorry guys a lot sorry atlanta but it was a good concert matchbox 20 they did all their their hits like right at the end uh so it was a nice finale i guess you would say Mm -hmm. and uh that last song the last 30 seconds the the clouds the sky opened up and the clouds just poured on us. Oh but man! Even though I was in the covered section to get back to the car, we were just drenched. Yep, that was not fun. But uh, I was laughing hysterically, <laughs> even though it wasn't fun. I was laughing. I was just like, "This is ridiculous." But it was a good time. Glad I glad I did it and uh, got some sleep last night, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Well, it also sounds like you've just done a lot of driving within the last handful of weeks. Yeah. Because the because the week prior to all of what you just mentioned, you drove to and from Disney. Yeah, it's my wife calculated it was like thirty eight thousand miles. That's not that we drove because we drove to Disney, we drove to South Bend, then we drove to Chicago. That's crazy. That's a lot of time in a car. It is. I'm glad to be done. <laughs> I have one more road trip in uh, two more road trips in August, but then I think that's it for the year, and I'm not getting in a car unless I have to for work. That's fair. Or a meetup, or if I need to eat, <laughs> or or have to do, or have to do daily, or if I have responsibilities, to yeah, or like go to the store, yeah, or, or get gas, which is weird that I wouldn't need that if I yeah. wasn't driving my car, yeah. Uh, did you pick anything up in the past couple of weeks? I haven't uh, had you on in a hot second. Oh yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Star Wars wise, I I think I actually have picked some stuff up. Let me take hmm. a, a gander uh, at at my room behind me just to uh, refresh my memory. 
Uh, I picked up. Uh, so I was missing two of the figures from the Black Series Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary wave one. Yeah. I was missing Leia and Lando. So I, I picked those up because Pulse was having that 35% off sale if you're Pulse premium, but you had to, of course, you had to buy a minimum of $75 in order yeah. to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, but uh, Richard actually got in on it with me. There were two things that he was looking for. And I think an, an $105 uh, or $100 uh, purchase ended up dropping down to like 60 something bucks so it was it was worth it Um, yeah i picked those up i pre-ordered a ton of stuff uh i think i think that might it be all star wars related i've got a handful of other things like some indiana jones stuff here and there and then um the the new ninja turtle figures came out this past week from the mutant mayhem the new movie, movie. yeah yeah which looks fantastic like the 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 trailers look amazing the art style looks so good uh and i wasn't going to dive in on those and but then i saw them in person and i was like man that's a lot of figure for ten dollars so i kind of jumped in on on uh the brothers on uh on that wave yeah i'm i like the turtles i'm excited to see that movie but there's a part of me that you know, you see that animation style, which is like heavily brushed, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's derivative of Into the Spider-Verse, Across oh, the Spider-Verse. 100%. 100%. And, and it's like, it's just tough being the second person. I know this is like the new trend in animation. But because of the second, I'm like, come on, guys. You couldn't do anything original? You had to copy them? I mean, at least they gave some some nice updated looks to uh, to the crew. Like, it's not like... They're they're the same four turtles just in a different art style. At least we got it. We're getting a little bit of variation on them. So I'm not. I don't hate it. Uh, also, I don't know. I kind of. I don't know. I, I guess I'm always more of the. Nah, show me what you got. I I, I thought the trailers looked pretty good. So I'm I'm on board. Oh, Spider Verse no, was really good though. I'm totally on board for the movie. I can't wait to see it. It's just there's a part of me. There's a voice in the back of my head like, really, you can't do something original in your soul. <laughs> but whatever. That's just me. That's fair. Um, this week I got the Black Series three pack with Anakin, Yoda, and Obi Wan, the go- the Force Ghosts. Oh man, I canceled my pre order on that because well, man, I just had a lot of stuff coming in at once. Oh yeah, and that would have been another eighty dollars. Yeah, and uh, not that I don't want it, I do want it. Um, but I, like right now, I'm like, yeah, give me a month, and then I'll I'll go backtrack and get it. I don't see that selling out no no because it's a it's a pulse exclusive so i i want it because i i'm i'm still trying to get all those 40th anniversary figures how is it does it look cool yeah it looks cool i mean i don't open it up to see the card backs but to see that three pack like in large scale with those figures the figures look great i would imagine the figures are repacks of the the walmart exclusive and wasn't one one of them a walgreens exclusive the yoda and obi-wan the obi-wan was the walgreens yeah and Yoda Walmart been, was the Yoda. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks great. I like it. No complaints from me. But, uh, yeah, like you're saying, it just got back from Disney. And, uh, oh, wait, there's an $80 charge. Oh, great. Thank you. It, it also got moved up. It wasn't supposed to be out until, like, August or September. And then, and then 
I think people started to get no- notified that it had arrived sooner than later. Yeah. So that was another thing. Like if, if, if I was still like, cause I budgeted for that, for that month. <laughs> yeah. That's and I was like, Oh, all right. So, so maybe in a month or two, you can get it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I picked up. So when I was in celebration Anaheim, Andy Loney, who's a, a vendor had a bunch of micro machine tight, uh, titanium series. They're the, they came in a plastic bubble. They were maybe about six, seven inches high. But the vehicles were about two inches. He had sign-off samples, and he was selling those for 30 bucks. So I got, like, the Wookiee Flyer. I got a Starfighter and uh, two more. And I can't remember what they were, but um, Brian's Toys on eBay late fall last year had the Death Star and the Millennium Falcon sign-off samples. So they're technically prototypes. These are the things that Hasbro would sign off and say, yeah, go in, go ahead in full production with these. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's quality just to make sure yep these are still good we're good so it is part of the process so it is i consider it pre-production uh, but they were asking 70 bucks so the falcon was the one i was interested in and i made an offer with ryan's toys because you can do that on ebay for 30 bucks because i had just paid for them for 30 bucks i didn't want to pay 70 bucks for the falcon and they came back and said oh i'll do 65 so i just let that expire <laughs> I that always that always bugs me on eBay whenever you're like you know make offer and you know I I, I realize that the the bargaining chip is you you go as low as you can at first to to meet your sweet spot in the, in the middle. middle yeah but whenever like the high point is you're you're listing it at 70 like i can do 65 buddy eBay doesn't care about that $5 like it's going <laughs> to like, yeah just yeah I man, I that's such a weird flex. I never understood. I never understood it. I don't either. And the, he should have took the thirty bucks to be honest, because he listed while I was at Disney. Anthony Pagano, who's a prototype collector, messaged me and said, "Hey, this is up for auction now." So it started at ninety nine cents. And I was like, "All right, I'll throw out five bucks." And uh, last Sunday, was it last Sunday, yeah, last Sunday, it was the end of the auction. So it was about nine day auction. And I'm sitting there watching it down to 10 seconds. And I just, you know what? 30 bucks. I threw out 30 bucks. Because that's what I was going to offer him anyways. Uh huh. I was able to win the Falcon for $15. Nice. I'm like, yeah, boy. Let's. I said 30 bucks. So let's watch the Death Star and see what happens. I threw out another $30 offer. I got it for 15 I'm like, yeah. You got both of those for your original yep. offer. That's yep. awesome. You should have took the 30 bucks. Could have made 60 instead. He got 30 but. Yeah, and eBay takes their cut up front now. So yeah, that you you paid fifteen, but that dude probably got like eleven. Oh, dang, that's that's a big chunk right there. Yeah, how much is that percentage? I don't know. I I'm just I'm making the. I, I feel like it's always yeah. I feel like it's 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 a it's a big. I mean, I I guess I kind of would almost rather that because I I would. Ha- sometimes hate getting that email from ebay going oh hey we're about to hit your paypal for for this yeah. month's worth of, <laughs> of, yeah. of fees that's crazy but uh yeah so that's what i picked up this week that's I, cool man um yeah so i was excited i have what six of those now i have a sign-off sample but the uh the card was torn off of it for the slave one 
That's back when they were doing the Ultimate Galactic Hunt, and some of them were painted silver. Mm -hmm. So I have the sign-off sample for that silver one, too. So I have like six or seven of those, actually. Nice. But yeah. Hey, I, I actually, before we jump from action figure talk, I, I wanted to show this to you real quick. Sure. Um, because we, we are about to start talking about Indiana Jones. So I, I got the uh, Walter Donovan figure. Yeah. Man in suit figure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I Last Crusade is my favorite Indiana Jones film. Uh, and I was wondering because I've actually been really impressed with the with the crew and their their uh sculpting on these indiana jones figures mm -hmm. um because it's the same crew that sculpts the black series yeah uh, uh and i think that you know i think they're hitting their stride because i feel like a lot of the black series figures that have been coming out lately have been some of the best like the the recent jedi luke the clone wars darth maul yeah um the cal kestis that just came out like they're they're all really good um but then i i uh I got the Walter Donovan and something stood out to me. So, you know, you know, I've, I've said it on this show that one of my big gripes with, with black series is that they don't have the, a lot of them don't have the, the double, double knee joint. Yes. Which I've, I've slowly have been coming around to the single joint aesthetically. Uh, like I, I get it. So I'm, uh, I'm well, welcome to the dark side there. Thank you. Um, I was told we have cookies. Yes. Um, you just so don't I'm, get any. You, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> but I'm sitting here, I'm messing around with the Walter Donovan figure, and I see that it has double knee joints. Why? And I'm like, wait a minute. This looks familiar. Oh. He's Tarkin from the waist down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're reusing parts on Indiana Jones. Yes. And I, I was like, there's no way that that's Tarkin. And I grab my Tarkin figure. It is oh. the same boots. It is this. It is one hundred percent. It's Tarkin from the waist down. <laughs> oh, and I, I just mean, thought to myself, I was like, oh, I, I, I was like, you know, I get it. I get it. It's the same team. They already have the means. I yeah. get it. But also, that's a new toy line, and you're already recycling oh stuff from another toy line. <laughs> Well, that's Hasbro for you, unfortunately. Yeah, I just, I mean, I had a good chuckle. I mean, everything from the waist up, though, is, is brand new. new. Like, so, or at least I hope it, to the naked eye, it's new. Um, wow. But uh, I, th I just, after I realized that, like, I, I can't unsee it now. Yeah. But uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I had to laugh at it. Well, at least he's not wearing slippers. It's not that version of Tarkin. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's crazy. I'm I, I'm surprised, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. It's the Hasbro team. They'll do whatever they can to to make sure that they're not paying too much to make a figure. Yeah, I guess. And uh, that was also one of the ones that was a uh, an exclusive. It was uh, like a Pulse exclusive or online fan. Walter channel Donovan exclusive. was. Yeah, I think he's a fan channel exclusive, so you okay. can get him on Pulse and Amazon. And I think some of the specific like game stops or whatever, but yeah, I guess there's not a demand for Walter Donovan and they didn't want to have a uh, peg warmer out there. of Walter Donovan, I guess, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that they used the Tarkin legs. 
Yeah, he was also in, uh, uh, his name is escaping me, but he was also in Game of Thrones and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, he was Veers. Veers, in, General Veers. Uh, and what are the yeah, maesters? What's his name? It's, I Maester feel like his name starts with J. I it's think so. Purcell. Purcell might be the guy that creates the Frankenstein version of the monster, the mountain. Yeah, I can't remember. It's Anyways. been a while since I've watched Game of Thrones. Anyways, I do have some news, so let's jump into the news, and then we'll talk uh, Indiana Jones and uh, the old man trying to find his dial to uh, change the channel on the TV. All right. Kathleen Kennedy talked to Games Radar Plus, which I've never heard about, but, uh, but she said uh, she's talking about um, the new Ray stuff, and she said, I think what's always great about Star Wars is it's the big galaxy, and we're coming off what we're coming off is a major war with the First Order, and now Ray has to make has made a promise to Luke, and that's really the core of where they're going with the new story. And I think it offers a tremendous opportunity to introduce new characters and start with something fresh because we culminated with what George Lucas was creating, and now we could take it and uh, move to the next chapter, which I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm always happy when Lucasfilm goes in a different direction because I feel like Solo and Rogue One were great. Mm-hmm. That's a different direction. Even though it's tied to the Star Wars saga, the Skywalker saga, it is different. And it's not, you know, it's not a continuation mm-hmm. of what George made. So if they can take Ray and Finn into a new direction, I think there's a potential for greatness. I I always thought it was a missed opportunity that they didn't explore Finn's force sensitivity side. Yeah. Um in in those last two films yeah um i they they kind of did in that if you watch that lego holiday special you know she was she was training finn uh, yeah which i i i don't think that that's obviously not canon right like it's not more parody yeah um but you could but as sorry to interrupt but when you watch that you could tell the writers care and they they wanted the same thing, and they were like, "This is our opportunity, so let's explore mm-hmm. it now. Let's do the thing we wanted to see in the movie." Mm-hmm. I, I would be very interested to see if they can convince Johnny Boyega to come back because I know he caught a lot of, uh, of, what's the word I'm looking for? Black um, difficulty. Flack difficulty, but also a lot of unnecessary racism. Yeah. Uh, for the character, as did uh, you know, Rose the uh, Ray. Uh, well, the also the Carrie Marie Tran (laughs) who who played uh Rose Tycho, and a lot of uh sexism for towards towards Ray. Um, Everyone but the white people. (laughs) Right. Um, the white males, I should say, because I know right. Yeah. Because I mean, they they forced Daisy Ridley off of instagram instagram yeah which which i thought was un 100 uh, unnecessary um but i will say despite all of that i'm very happy that she's reprising her role as ray mm-hmm. and uh, i really want to see what what a mentor ray can do as opposed to a, an apprentice ray yeah who was who was learning and and you know like she said, trying to find her place in all of it, yeah. right? I, I want to know what that grounded Ray looks like. I think yeah. that that'll be an interesting, uh, an interesting direction for that film. 
And when we were at the hotel this past weekend, uh, the Force of they were doing a Star Wars marathon on what TNT TBS, mm. and the Force Awakens was on, and it was the scene in the the bar in Takadana Takadona with Maz Kanata, her her whole bar thing. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at Ray's costume, and I'm like, she's wearing the same thing throughout all three movies. You know, if you're stuck on a desert planet your whole life, and you see all these different uniforms care uh, uh, uh outfits or whatever I, I think you'd want to start exploring different options you wouldn't be stuck in the same thing over and over again um so i hope at the very least she has a new costume in the new movie i say all that to say new costume please yeah yeah i wonder how much of that would was more like that's all she's ever known so it's yeah. just like what she's used to she's like yeah i'll just wear this yeah i mean yeah to that point in in rise of skywalker she's wearing the white version mm-hmm. of that and so it's like yeah i must be she changed her clothes at some point and said you know i just just i want what i had but just here in white right i don't know yeah new costume please something different um josh tomorrow she he was interviewed about the uh the galactic star cruiser mm-hmm. and he said something will happen with the property which made it seem like it's not just going to be shut down and bulldozed. They're going to do something with it. It's not going to just go away for 20 years and be reissued at some point. Right, because I know renovated. we talked about this off the podcast multiple times. Yeah. Where we it was unclear if they were going to use it as the tax write-off because they mm-hmm. were shutting it down. Um, you know, and, and there was you and I were speculating that it was like, well, if they take the tax write off and that's not their property anymore, that just, that's property that they just can't use. And cause they took the money for it for the yeah. tax write off. So um, I don't like, I mean, I know that it was a, that thing came with a hefty price tag to construct and develop. And I mean, I also know that Disney, Disney isn't hurting for money and not at least not anytime soon. Well, they kind of are. Because they bought Fox. Right. But I, that's, you know, that's not the same. That's like, that's different departments, right? Like each department has those budgets. Yeah. They all kind of trickle up to like the same figurehead in Bob Iger, but uh, you know, the money that they're, they're uh, losing from Fox isn't necessarily the same money that they're losing or gaining from, from theme park stuff. Yeah. Right. So I don't, and then I, again, I'm, I'm not, I don't know how it's structured. I don't know how, I don't know who sends the dollars, which way or the other, but, um, you know, theme park wise though, I think they, you know, let's theoretically say this entire thing is already paid for and they're not taking that tax write off. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is a huge chunk of property that's just again, going to waste. So I, well, I'm, I'm very curious as to what, it's going to evolve into and what that what that will entail yeah i i wonder because some estimates said it was a 300 million dollar property but other people were saying it was close to a billion once you start factoring training costs um they had to, to create a new algorithm mm-hmm. so if you know person a does this throughout the day then they need to follow this path to get to the final result but if they do something else you need to follow a different path so there was a lot of 
technical challenges that were involved. There was acting. So there's physical people involved. And so they were saying it might've been closer to a billion dollars, but Disney, not only are they creative when it comes to animation and product and development and property, uh, intellectual property, but there are, they also hire the most creative lawyers and accountants. So, you know, are the accountants looking at this and say, well, we can just uh, throw everything out, but just, we can keep the property, but we can write off 300 million because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And is that where they're getting that num- that number? So then in five years, they can continue to th- use the property. They don't have to bulldoze it. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Speculation, but. Um, also this week, uh, Hasbro uh, made available the two... The 212th Clone Trooper pack, the four pack on Hasbro Pulse. It was the vintage collection, right? Vintage collection, yeah. yeah. For uh, 60 bucks. That's $15 a figure. When these things originally came out um, a couple of years ago, it may have been pre-pandemic, it was about $11 per figure. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be a way to get figures out there to um, our army builds, to get things out to us without having to pay an exorbitant amount of money. Mm-hmm. But here we are paying 60 bucks for four figures, $15 a figure. That's no different than buying a, a figure on the on the peg now. Yeah. You just found four of them out, out there, out and about. It's pretty close to that. I mean, it's like yeah. $16.50, $16.99 or something like that. But still, it's it's up there. Yeah, that's all. Was it, was it ever? Because I, I never bought any of the of the, the Army Builder packs for vintage collection like i know that there's a handful of them um, yeah was it ever like the better deal it or was. was was it always equivalent to four figures on the shelf no it was it's not equivalent it's still not equivalent to four figures on the shelf but it's the gap is closing mm-hmm. so before it might have been three dollars between it so you're saving three dollars per figure but now we're closer to like a dollar fifty okay so that that like I said, the gap is closing. It's not as much of a value as it once was, which hmm. stinks. But yeah, that's a bummer. And I I didn't order it, and I didn't order that uh, the uh, the Tuscan Raider thing from Book of Boba Fett. They did a four pack of those guys, but I even think it was more expensive than sixty bucks. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh no, you know what? It was they originally said it was going to be fifty five bucks. The week before it released, and then it dropped, and then it was sixty bucks. Oh, and that's be- weird. Because of that, I was just like, "No!" I close, crossed my arms, and said, "No, I'm not ordering from you right now," because that's just that's just not good practice. I think. No, it's not. And what happened in a week where you needed to jack up prices? I can't remember. Right. Was it? Yeah, I think it was five bucks. Um, I think it was the uh, the N1 Star Speeder. The um. Man, I have so many thoughts right now in my head at the same time. The N1 Starfighter, sorry. The the Mandalorian version, they said it was 129 the week before. And then the week of, it was 131 or 130. There was a dollar increase. Which, yeah, so what? It's a dollar against $130. It's like, what? what's one more? But at the same time, the week before, don't tell us it's 129. And then the day it's then, released, right. say it's 130. Right. But whatever. Minor details. Um, 
Also, uh, Hasbro released two new Black Series, or they said that there was two new Black Series coming, both uh, available July 14th at Target. Mm, yeah, I was excited about these. The Clone Commander Apo, which is like a light blue deco on a Phase 3 Clone Trooper yep. from Kenobi. But I I get so... I'm so into Star Wars, and I know a lot about Star Wars, but when they start releasing these clones with these unique decos, I'm like, wait... I guess I have to go back and watch the scenes because I don't remember where Clone Commander Apo was. Uh, I don't remember either. And for a second there, I thought it might have been the the um no this clone, but I remember that one. He had a beard. He had yeah. like a, he had a full beard on that one. So yeah, it's not him. Or if it is him, it's him from a, a earlier version, and Hasbro just <laughs> repackaged what they have. Would it would it be maybe a clone from one of the flashback scenes? It's quite possible. I just don't remember. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch Kenobi. It's been a while. The one I'm it's really excited year, is actually is the, what I said. It's been a year actually. Yeah, you're exactly. Um, the one I'm the one I am excited about is the Darth Vader duels end with the cracked mm-hmm. helmet and the uh, scarring on his his little chest plate. Um. Both are $27.99, so we're approaching 30 bucks per Black Series figure for just a regular version. Yeah, you're gonna you're getting that the three dollar exclusive tax on those too. That's true. So but uh, I yeah. I but with the way that Target has been handling their exclusives, I feel like unless something drastic happens and changes with Target and they, they start ordering far less than what they have been ordering for black series exclusives um we we can easily let those hang out for about a month and a half and then they'll they'll start to trickle down towards the 20 dollar price point yeah 18 dollars price point yeah no rush right now yeah um hasbro also released a bunch of indie product products so we can kind of pivot now from star wars to indiana jones and, and just ease our way into it by talking about I pre-ordered a bunch of those too <laughs> yeah did you get the indiana jones with the tie the i did i did from last crusade <laughs> yep the knight templar did you get him yep got him which i i found out this week i've never heard about this before um so with indiana jones apparently in the i need to find the book because it was the uh the movie version, the novelization of the movie, where they reveal the knight had some... So he was a young knight. Mm-hmm. And every day he had to drink from the cup to keep himself young. But there was a couple days where he had moments of, of like, do I really want to do this anymore? He was questioning what he was doing. And he didn't drink. And because of that, he would age rapidly. And he was like, oh, wait, no, I got to drink. Oh, no so way. Be- I didn't know that. Yeah, so because of that, that's how he got older. Oh man. Because he was a young guy. And it wasn't that he aged slowly over those thousands of years. It was just right. he had, had a crisis of faith. And he was just like, Do I really want to do this? Right. Which changes the way I see the movie. And now I want to go find the book. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool though. Um Elsa was one of the ones revealed. Uh it's in my cart. I haven't yeah. I haven't pulled the trigger on on Elsa Schneider yet. What's your reservation? Um, just because it's $75 worth of pre-orders coming in on the same day versus $125 coming in on the same day. Yeah. 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 She's the one that can go by the curb. I mean, I'm going to get her eventually because I do want to 
build the artifact from that wave. Okay. Which means that I'm going to have to buy a couple of the figures that I'm not too jazzed about. Yeah, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's exactly how they get me, but I'm glad they don't do that with Star Wars. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because I'm a sucker. Also, it's I'm listen, I I know that we make the joke of of with this Indiana Jones line, how we get multiple versions of Indiana Jones from one movie. Mm -hmm. But you know, aside from from milking it that way there's not really a lot of character depth so i'm like i got to get all the indiana jones i can while i can get it because i if this line lasts past three more years i'd be shocked no i don't think it's gonna last six more months so the movie's here i think uh interest is gonna wane a little bit and uh mm-hmm. it's gonna die unfortunately but I, I wouldn't want... i wouldn't disagree with you so that's why i'm trying to i'm trying to get it all in while i can yeah I just hope they make the uh, Temple of Doom version of Short Round and uh, Indiana Jones, so I can make the bridge. They've um, Willie Scott. They got to make Willie too. They got to make Willie, but the the actually the Temple of Doom indeed that just got released this week. I've seen it a couple times. With no, is it the white shirt or is it the torn sleeve? The, uh, the, torn, the James the Bond torn sleeve. Version. Yeah, oh. the torn sleeve. There's, there's, there's. The hypnotized indie with no shirt. Then oh, really? There's, yeah. <laughs> they made a topless Harrison Ford? <laughs> they did. He has a little mark on his head. Okay. Uh, and then there's there's torn shirt indie. And then short round is in that wave. And who else is in that wave? The Dial of Destiny indie. Helena Shaw is in that wave. And then there's somebody else that I'm forgetting. Have they revealed the... Dial of Destiny indie? Did I miss that? Yeah, it came out like they 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 revealed Dial of Destiny indie and Helena Shaw because they're they're in this wave too with with all the Temple of Doom uh, with the Temple of Doom characters. Okay, so I must and, uh, have missed that. Yeah, I'll um whenever uh, remind me whenever um you you jump into some news, I'll find it on my my phone and I'll text you the link. Um, yeah. Because I saw that Dr. Voller, which is Mad Mickelson's yep. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that after seeing the movie. And I Ronaldo, was... which is Antonio Banderas, were being released. And I was like, why are they releasing these two guys before we get an Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. But so apparently, yeah. I just missed it. So, um, God, I'm trying to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's bugging me until I figure out who that one. But the, the build an artifact are, is the, is the giant skull with the Shankara stones from Temple Yes. Game. Okay. But short round was in that was in that wave. Right, um, I'll have to track that down. So, but and I've they've just started to hit. Like I've seen them a couple of times with just within the last two weeks. So, I think short round is going to be the one everybody wants. Yeah. So, um, but um, I've seen them at, at at least two or three different targets so far. I'll have to chase that down. Especially the one by your house. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other one they released uh, or announced this week was Henry Jones Senior, uh, Sean oh, Connery. That's the other one I pre-ordered. Yep. So those Henry are all coming. Jones Junior. Uh, before we start talking about Dial of Destiny, I just want to ask you uh, your opinion on a couple things. Yeah. Indiana Jones uh, in his leather jacket. Do you prefer the tie or no tie? No tie version. Ooh, uh, I probably prefer no tie. Yeah. Same. 
but but the tie is from my favorite movie so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm torn um i gotta also, go no tie though yeah i'm the same because it's just the original look mm-hmm. raiders version elsa willie marion or helena elsa willie marion or helena Mm, it's a toss-up between Elsa and Marion. Oh, really, Elsa? I again, it's my favorite. It's 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 my favorite Indiana Jones film. So I have a soft spot for for Elsa. Mm. Okay, I could see that. That's the most emotional of the Indiana Jones. Yeah, movie. yeah, and something that like I I've I I think is interesting about Elsa is yeah she was german and then she you know she she's spoiler german she's a nazi well she aligns herself with the nazis right she with walter donovan and then uh the other i can't remember the the uh, the general's name who who dies in the when the tank goes over the edge yeah, yeah um but elsa's in it for the grail like she if it meant betraying the nazis to keep the grail she would do that too. she would do that yeah in a heartbeat so, yep like that's why you know I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but whenever she hands Walter Donovan the chalice, and Walter Donovan he holds it and he's like, ah, oh, the the this is definitely like the cup of a king or something like that. Like in the background, you see that she looks at Indy and she kind of gives like a little head shake, like she purposefully grabbed the wrong one. Wrong one. Now, Interesting. Now, I don't think now, I've ever noticed that. Now, granted, granted, it's was probably it's completely probably just coincidence that when the when the camera focuses on walter donovan she probably just looked to the side and she did you know she was just trying to look like she was doing something in the background but it does have this this weird uh look where she looks back at indiana jones and she kind of like does a a little head wag back and forth yeah interesting you're making me go back to rewatch it ah such work but no, I'll go watch it. Um, short round or Henry Senior? Who's your preferred? Oh, Henry Senior. Yeah. Senior. Yeah. Um, Ark of the Covenant or the Lost Grail? Your preferred MacGuffin? <laughs> All right. All right. This is going to be a cheap answer. You ready? Yeah. Movie wise, Holy Grail. But actual mythology wise, Ark of the Covenant. Okay. All right, I'll accept it. I'll allow okay. it. Okay, okay. I'm just going Ark of the Covenant, which uh, is classic. But yeah, I could. It just depends on the day because I could be convinced that Last Crusade is the best Indiana Jones movie. I think that was peak Spielberg. I think he was coming. I think he was using all the tools available to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was before Jurassic Park. I think he kind of. I think the Spielberg that we knew peaked with Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. I think after Schindler's List, he changed. But this was right before all that change. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably the best Spielberg version of uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Yeah, I mean, they were still using those really solid practical effects and the miniatures. Yeah. Uh, while, while you were asking me questions, I looked up the uh, adventure series Wave 2. And so it... That that was all the figures. There was one that I thought I was forgetting. So there's Helena, Dial of Destiny Indy, there's Hypnotized Indy, Torn Shirt Indy, and Short Round. Okay. I'll be uh, chasing those down. So. 
Uh, a couple more here. Shinkara yeah. stones or crystal skull? Which which do you prefer? Mm, unpopular opinion. I'm going crystal skull. Oh, I knew when you said unpopular opinion. Uh, crystal skull. Why? I I so I actually rewatched Crystal Skull recently. Uh, within the last three weeks. Yeah, it's the first time yeah. I'd seen it since the theater, and I. Uh, and I say this as as somebody who really enjoys The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, I there were a lot of things in that film that I ended up really liking. Like after after like the initial shock of what I had seen, because I didn't even hate it whenever I saw it in the theater in 08. Um, but knowing what I was getting myself into, there were some things that I liked that they set up in that. Like I liked that um that they set up that he went from fighting Nazis as a, as for personal fun to fighting Nazis as a, a duty to America. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he ended up enlisting and actually fighting in world war two. Uh, I liked the idea that as you made the world war two to cold war switch over, he switched from Nazis to Russians. Like that just seemed like a very natural progression. Um, and also knowing what the movie is about, with with the not necessarily extraterrestrials but these beings that can can exist between time and space yeah you go back and, and it's very it's very 1950s science fiction film yep whereas when you watch all the the original ones they're very very much like the serials they were based off of yeah so it was it was mimicking the source material very well i thought so there were there were little nuances to that film where i'm like okay well i liked this i like this i didn't like this so much but the big my big complaint not even complaint my biggest critique that i have with uh crystal skull is that the the stinger was that you know let's go ahead and just call them extraterrestrials however they exist between time and space or in outer space or whatever interdimensional beings yeah interdimensional beings that's that's just something now that I have to view the rest of the Indiana Jones. Like the these Indiana Jones movies, one through three, now exist in a world where this is a thing that existed all along. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, but also just I feel like it's a lot for Indiana Jones, right? He, like the first the first and third movie, you had biblical artifacts that had supernatural power, which in the world of Indiana Jones almost proves the existence of some kind of higher up or deity mm -hmm. right and same kind of like the same thing with with the shankara stones right or or uh, being hypnotized by the shankara stones and i was just and now he's got to worry about aliens man like i just feel like that's a lot <laughs> like he just needs to sit down and take a breather yeah i don't know i i guess i interpreted it, it did fall into the whole god worship thing you know, mm -hmm. like we're worshiping God with the Ark of the Covenant. They're worshiping a God with the Shankara stones, and they were worshiping a God with the uh, the tablet. The, uh, sorry, the 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 chalice. The, the chalice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so they were worship worshiping gods who just happen to be aliens mm -hmm. in that last movie. So I kind of whooshed it all together, and I said, "Okay, I could see how it works." I had to make excuses in my head to say, "Okay, yeah, okay, okay." They went in that way. Dial of Destiny is is brave because it kind of went into a different direction, but we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, villains: v Belloc, Walter Donovan, or Molaram. Molaram. Mm -hmm. You're gonna say Walter Donovan. 
No, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go Belloc on this one because he's the anti. Yeah. Archaeologist. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, bugs, snakes, rats, or ants. Bugs, snakes, rats, or I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go rats. I just have to go with the classic snakes because I don't yeah. like snakes, and uh, why did it have to be snakes? Mm-hmm. So. That's my nonsense nonsensical quiz about Indiana Jones. It's a good quiz. Thanks. I worked all five minutes on it. <laughs> so uh, we uh, both saw Dial of Destiny this past weekend, and we're going to talk about that first. We're going to go non spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, it's going to be safe to talk and, and listen in. Uh, and then we're going to go down into spoiler territory, and you can just cut off the uh, podcast then if if you haven't seen the movie. So, uh, Jordan, what were your thoughts on Dial of Destiny? I was incredibly pleased with the film we ended up getting. Yeah. And I I try not to be one of the people that are all like, oh, well, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's like, listen, at the end of the day, I'm either going to like it or not. And it's okay yeah. if I don't like it. Um, But I also feel that, you know, things like beloved franchise like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, you're going to get that. Oh, I hope they don't mess it up, or I hope they don't ruin it. I'm like, buddy, like if the, if the movie's not good, the movie's just not good. It's not going to ruin the other movies that exist. So, um, I was incredibly, I remember, pleasantly surprised. And the more I thought about the film, the more I really enjoyed it, just because of the subject matter. I also made it a point to not read anything about the film going in. Mm -hmm. outside of just knowing the film was called dial of destiny mm -hmm. and i didn't want to speculate what the dial was or what it could have been or what you know what it was tied to and i'm very glad i didn't because the ride i went on i thought was fantastic yeah same i didn't listen to any uh pre-interviews i didn't watch uh, i did see the trailers but i didn't look at any any reviews um I tried to go in as blind as possible. And uh, and I'm glad I did because, like you were saying, there was a part of me that's like, I don't know with Lucasfilm. Are they really going to pull this out? Uh, Spielberg's not involved. Lucas is not involved. You know, they've got that going against the movie, in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, the, the initial reviews from Cannes was a little lukewarm. So I'm like, oh, it's probably more of the same. And uh, I was watching the movie. And by the time I got to the end, I'm like, I really enjoyed this. This was good. Mm -hmm. I just went with my mind kind of clear, I guess, mm -hmm. and and watched the movie. And by the end, I'm like, this this was good. This was decent. There was a couple of good jokes in there. Um, I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed where it went in the end. I know some people had some issues with that, but for me, I was I was all in with this movie. Yeah, I was. I don't know. Like whenever uh, we you had that, we had the the cold open yeah it's like I, I felt like i was kind of just i was hooked from from that cold open on so yeah i was i can't really talk more about it without like giving a spoiler so i i don't yeah so we won't get into it just yet but what did you think about the characterization so this is and this is not i don't think anything that's spoilery i mean in uh harrison ford is 80 years old he's yeah. not the spry 40 year old that we saw in raiders of the lost ark you could have fooled me because he was doing some pretty good stuff in this film yeah at least as indiana jones uh what did you think because it, at the same time it wasn't the same indiana jones he, he mm -hmm. was slower he, he was a little slower 
uh, I don't know. I think he still had the same mindset, right? He just had more years to get a little bit more grizzled. Yeah. To, to be to be more, I don't know, reach his final form. <laughs> so <laughs> his final evolution. Right. Um I, I thought I thought the the characters were were fun and Helena was the one that I wasn't expecting to turn out the way uh she did. Yeah. So, you know, but I guess that's also the swerve, right? You see one thing in the trailer, but in actuality, in the film, it's something else. Yep. So. Um, what else? What else can we talk about before we go into spoilers? So it was a decent movie. We liked Indy. We liked that he was a little bit older. We liked Helena. Um, I thought the tone of the film was very fun. Like, it was, it was very... It still had that adventurous feeling to it, which I'm not going to say Crystal Skull didn't have, um, but there was just something that just made it feel very Indiana Jones. Yep. For for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, I agree. Um, what did you think about the villain? Because that was sort of a slow burn. It's not like. Right out of the gate, you know who the villain is because of what they stand for. This was a slow burn, and you try to understand the motivations as the movie kind of progressed. So what was your take on that? Uh, I liked that a lot. Uh, also, I just think Mads Mikkelsen is great in anything he does. Yeah. And I thought he was a, a perfect choice to to be the an indie villain. Um, it was a slow burn. And, and you know, you kind of you kind of hope that he's like, oh, you you hope that he has better motives than he has. Uh, but then you find out the motives and you're like, oh, man, you were so close. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, they kind of hit right at the beginning that I, I kind of had the feeling like he was looking for former glory, I guess is what I would say. Fortune yeah. and glory. Yeah, which when we start talking about spoilerific stuff, I'll I'll jump it. I'll I'll elaborate on that a little bit more. Yeah, because there's some a couple things that I was confused about, so it might be good to talk it out. But uh, and then uh, henchmen is always important. So I like I liked the uh, yeah the Ho- stere- uh, yeah, Go ahead, Lloyd Holbrook Hoyd. What was his name? I can't like the character's the, name. No, or that's the... the actor's name. Okay, I can't. I think I it's Hoyd. I something anyways i'm not i'm not familiar with uh the actor's name but uh i did like that they had the stereotypical muscle yeah that was bit like like every james bond film from that era yeah. like had yeah. like the had, had like the jaws right <laughs> just like yep. the big dude that was actually and i was like ah i like that that that's a little meta i like that yeah yeah it's essentially what the bald mechanic was in the first movie Mm-hmm. I think he comes back in the second movie. I think he's the big guy um, who gets squished in that rock roller. Yeah, he is. The same actor, but is it obviously a different character? So just bringing that back, you know, that giant dude. I don't mm-hmm. want to say what he is yet because it's a spoiler. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was cool. But he seemed like a wall. He seemed like the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones. Like he was yeah. a little too big, a little too monstrous. Like, can people really get that big? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I it just seemed a little superhuman, I guess. His size. I, I mean, I guess I the I just thought they recruited the right dude for the job. <laughs> Probably. 
which is, yeah, I need to get into that in a minute. But yeah, I think uh, wrapping this up, I guess, for the non-spoiler talk, because I do want to get into spoilers here. Um, I give it four out of four indie hats, four out of five indie hats, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess if I'm comparing it to uh, Raiders or Last Crusade, which are five out of five indie hats, fedora hats, I'm going to give this a four out of five. I'll, I'm right there with you. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think my my rating now is Crusade Raiders Dial Temple then Skull. You started with Last Crusade. Yeah, I think I'm about the yeah. same. Like I could switch. It depends yeah. on my mood that week. That's fair. Classic Raiders or it's Temple of uh, Last Last Crusade because, like we said, it's uh, you know, two guys going out to find the uh, the the chalice, and in the end, they find each other. Yep. So I think that stands out. But and one so of yeah, those guys uh, is Sean Connery. That guy is Sean Connery, <laughs> who's twelve years older than Harrison Ford. So you do the math on what happened when. Um, but Why yeah, they had so to make him white beard. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into spoilers here. You could turn off the podcast now. Why haven't <laughs> you turned it off? <laughs> it's I'm it was so Jordan. it was so crazy that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's son, oh, the father. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that was so crazy! I didn't see that Whoa. coming. Oh my god, L three was uh, in the movie. Can't believe, I can't believe boat the boat sank at the end of Titanic. It was so sad. It's such a spoiler. Why did you do that? Oh man, people haven't seen the movie. Well, it's been 84 years, and they haven't watched the news the past two weeks. Why would you do that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so one of the things that I love, I'm going to jump into one of the things that I loved about this movie. All right, we were we were hinting at it before with the uh, the the MacGuffins being attached to some sort of godly thing, right? Uh, with the Ark being the Jewish god, the um, the dark god. I don't forget what the name was but it was like a voodoo god it wasn't even like the person they worship it was like a right. the devil version of whatever the the indian is and then mm-hmm. you know the the christian god uh the the mayan god the mayan mm-hmm. aztecs uh it was maya if i remember correctly yeah so this was not any god it was math and science based yes. which was incredible yes. which um the 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 MacGuffin or the 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 dial, the dial being the Archimedes dial, yeah, or the the Antikythera mechanism, which is actually based off of a real artifact. Yep, yep. Um, that we actually have, yep. right? Those we don't have a Grail, we don't have an Ark of the Covenant, but we actually have the Antikythera, which is some historians, d- depending on who you ask, what ac- what academic circles you're you're running into, say that it's the world's first computer uh, you know it is it isn't a, a computer that is 2000 plus years old and it's the most intricate of of devices from the ancient world so much so that we we 100% will not see they even say this in the movie uh we won't see that kind of mechanics for another 700 800 years in like the late medieval era yeah whenever we start to put clocks together yeah in real life though we don't know who did that right um there are some theories out there but we don't um, know 100 percent, so we can't no. say that's archimedes it, no no uh, there are a lot of historians that do attribute the antikythera mechanism to archimedes 
but the timeline from how it's dated doesn't line up. But there are some hypotheses out there that there was, um, I don't want to call him a mathematician. Um, he, uh, for lack of a better phrase, we'll just call him a scientist right now. Okay. Um, named, uh, and his name was Poseidonius, Poseidonius or Poseidonus, Poseidonius, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but it's it's like Poseidon with U.S. at the end. Quoted. Uh, uh, <laughs> but he was uh, like a, a, a scientist who created these mechanisms as well. Uh, and he lived in Rhodes. Okay. And it's believed that it was originally believed that when the, the Antikythera mechanism was was found in the early 1900s, like 1900, 1901, that it was a Roman ship that had looted a bunch of Greek goods but it's uh archaeologists have later dated that no it's actually a greek ship that was um like a merchant ship that was Mm. making the rounds so um it's it's i can't remember what century it was i think it was dated probably about like a hundred years after uh archimedes had died so we're second first century ce not or bce so not quite not quite to like the era of the Roman empire. We're still like 150 years away from the rise of Julius Caesar and stuff like that. So, um, but it's, it's, there's a lot of speculation here and there, uh, but it is genuinely agreed upon that it, it was a mechanism that would um, follow the transition of the constellations and the planets, or at least the planets that we knew of at the time. So I think it was like uh, everything up to, saturn so we didn't have uranus neptune or everything you could see by the visible exactly yeah um um yeah i liked how and i kind of figured that the real device was similar to what they did here but in dial of destiny uh there was some talk before this movie was released it was on some of the, the the websites that i visit um that time travel was involved somehow in this movie and i was like i really don't want to see indiana jones time travel because in my head, I had some sort of mm-hmm. back to the future scenario. Like yes. I, that that's just the wall. That's the limit for me. I can't do that. Uh, what I saw, I was pleasantly surprised because this was not uh, like Bill and Ted or Hot Tub Time Machine or Back to the Future. There was no device that took people through time. Somehow, somehow Archimedes figured out that uh, that there's natural wormholes that open up in time. Time fissures is what they called. Right, right. And and with this dial, you can actually use those fissures for your advantage and go to different time periods. Mm-hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised by that. And when I that happened, I was just like, oh yeah, I am all in for this now. I I also like that the fissure in when in all of Basil's research, that Toby Jones's character Basil his research, that there were only two dates. Yeah, that were written in that the date was, uh, the date of the Syri- the the sacking of Syracuse or the the siege of Syracuse, mm-hmm. and the date that was three days from from the in film date, mm-hmm. which which was the day that they went through the fissure. So those were those two fixed points in time, and those that's the only way that they could go. It wasn't like a, you know, we were talking earlier about Mads Mikkelsen's character and how you know now i can say the spoiler is like it's revealed that he wants to go back and off hitler before he becomes the the uh, starts 
Right. Or this becomes like what made him uh gave he wants him the to new correct right. he wants all to re- the yeah. perceived mistakes that hitler made right he wants to go and bump off hitler and, and like become the fuhrer in his place knowing what he knows right yes. he wants yeah. to he, he wants, wants to do to, it right he does yeah so, ugh, let's look let's walk this back let's walk this back okay stop 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 right that's what i'm saying i know i know i know in his it got dicey there for a second yeah thank you for doing that because that's not what i mean i know i know thank you for listening to the smugglers galaxy podcast we're just gonna end this before i say anything else stupid No, no 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 what he wants to do is in his mind do what what he wants you to get do, it now people right. you he, get he it saw, i don't need to he, see anymore right he saw the follies and where he where he thinks hitler went wrong in hitler's trajectory to uh essentially take over the world but yes. he wants to go and replace you know kill hitler and and, and and become the new hitler so to speak become the fuhrer um become the second asshole exactly I swear because yeah. i already messed up too much <laughs> so no. but but what's what's interesting is that that's the for all the research that he's done that's the one thing that he didn't know was that like the fissure will only bring you back so to that one point in time where he whenever they go back he thinks he's in 1939 yeah but they're but as they fly through the the portal they're like they're like yeah we're clearly in 1939 and i look down at those ships i'm like dude those ships have red sails you're not you're you're you've you have hit the bcce crossover <laughs> yeah you're you're past the zero point um yeah. so that that was part of my question so could this only predict one fissure time fissure so i think that that's why it's called the dial of destiny right so archimedes knew it's just a loop right so yeah. archimedes knew that the fissure was there and he created or or he created this device that could detect that fissure but that fissure would only bring you to that one fixed point in time mm-hmm. so it was always indiana jones's destiny to go through that portal and meet archimedes so and he knows that that's the, that it worked because archimedes or he went back to meet archimedes right yeah, yeah. and then right and at least in the context of the film also when you see that you know when you go to the like the the treasure hunt portion of the film when they're they're cave diving and they find his his tomb the tomb they 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 have like the little carvings and etchings on his the on, freeze exactly so you see the uh the dragons with propellers on them the and propellers then, were bent exactly how it exactly. is in the end of the movie right so and then the other thing was that he was wearing the the watch yeah and so uh, was that the little, Nazi watch or was that Henry Jones Sr.'s watch? That was the I think that might have been the Nazi's watch. That's what I, I was think, afraid yeah, of. Yeah, I think it was the Nazi's watch. Um <clears throat> I I'm I, I'm I need to watch it again just to confirm. But the the point being though, in or just my little aside was that whenever they showed Archimedes skeleton with the watch on his wrist. And Indiana Jones was like, this technology won't be invented for another 800 years. I thought to myself, if anyone hates on this movie, this is going to be the scene that they harp on. This is going to be the Leia floating through space in Last Jedi. This is the Jar Jar moment. And I was waiting. And surprisingly, everyone's been really cool about it. But for for a second in the theater, I was like, hmm. It worked. So... And then Indiana Jones was screaming while they were on the plane going into the time fissure about 
continental shifts. Right. Continental, yeah. So A, why did he think of that? And B, it had no relevance in the movie. So it was sort of a red herring for me. Like, why was he screaming? Because he was completely, completely wrong about that. Hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. It had no relevance to the story. It had no relevance to where they were going. I think he was kind of suggesting that what the Nazis thought they were doing was completely off because they forgot about something, mm-hmm. which was continental shift. Because... Which which it, it did work. Because remember, Mads Mikkelsen's Kevaller was telling the... the um... The pilot to abandon to abort mission. Yes, at the last minute, Indiana yeah. Jones got into his head. So maybe, maybe that was just the whole thing. Maybe, maybe that was the whole point. Maybe, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so the um, let's go back to the beginning real quick. You, yeah, you talked about the cold open. I loved yeah. seeing classic Indiana Jones. I thought it worked. There was a couple scenes where it didn't work for me. Couple scenes that was a little too uncanny valley, but I think overall, like a good ninety five percent of it was pretty solid. Yeah, and and believe it or not, the one that really stuck out to me is like you were saying, uncanny valley was the the wide shot when he was walking on top of the the train. Mm-hmm. That screamed. That's not a real person to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the early shots, like my brain had to get used to it, I guess, for the 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 de aging. Yeah. Um, but once my brain clicked in, I was just all in, like, this is working for me. I love this. This is classic Indiana Jones right here. The, the I think if any of that was uh, took me out of it, it wasn't necessarily the visuals. Because um, they de-aged him, his, his facial structure, really well. Um, but, they ke- but I could still tell that it was, like, the voice of 80-year-old Harrison Ford. Like, yeah, and some of the movements. Bit of, yeah was a little was a little on the the gruffer side which again you know i understand like like i'm not mad at it but uh, like i know um uh i was like oh it's it's weird that they put all that into the visual but they couldn't do that ai with the voice yeah because mark hamill now doesn't sound like mark hamill from a new hope but in the mandalorian they do use some sort of ai to de-age his voice i guess Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term right now um but they didn't for the movie for right Dial right. of Destiny. I I what I really liked about the cold open too was the um was the the shift was uh they were looking for the the lance of longest or longigus the there was essentially the spear of the destiny spear of destiny yeah. so which uh I mean I'm, I'm sure you probably know this too but the spear of destiny was the subject of the Frank Darabont script that didn't get made. Okay, I don't think I realized that it was the subject of. I, I went back to Constantine with uh, Keanu Reeves because that was the big thing in that movie. No, so yeah, you you're correct. But before Crystal Skull even got made, um, yeah, they were, they were pitching scripts. Like Frank Darabont wrote a script about the Spear of Destiny that Spielberg and, signed off on. Yeah, the and Spielberg vetoed it exactly. Uh, I think they ended up doing uh, a Spear of Destiny story in a comic book run for Indiana Jones at some point. I could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like I like the fact that they factored in. I would have loved to seen a, a film about the Spear of Destiny uh, because I thought that that would, that would have been the natural progression, right? You went to the Ark of the Covenant, you got the Holy Grail. What's next? That's the... Yeah, the, the Spear of Destiny. Spear of Destiny. The, the, the spear that had the blood of 
Jesus of Nazareth on it, right? Yep. Yep. Um so and then I, I do think that one, they they use that concept for the cold open. And then I thought it was equally as bold to just go, ah, it's a fake, and then yes. they just shift, shift gears. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I love that. And the, like the real treasure wasn't the spear destiny. It was this thing that the the Nazis kind of forgot about or didn't really care about. That Mads Mikkelsen's character was it Voller? Voller, yeah. He was like, "No, this is the thing we need to be paying attention to because uh, we can tr- uh, correct some things in their mind. In their mind, yeah. they can correct things." Just wanna... didn't Let's he see. say something like, um, "You know, the the Fuhrer wants this because he can be a king with it. It's like this will make you a god or something yes. like that." Yeah, because yeah. you can essentially he, he thinks you can control time with it. Exactly. You can go back. Oh, you just made a mistake. Let's go back and correct that mistake. Exactly. So you can just keep redoing things. Um, but so, then, but no, then on ahead. the then on the train, Voller gets his face dented in. Like, there's no way. I there was a time when I thought throughout the movie that this is not the real Voller. This is somebody else pretending to be Voller. Maybe it's a twin brother or something like that because he got hit by that water tower. And oh yeah, yeah. He there's, there's no way he survived that. Not only that, but like even if he did survive it, like Homeboy came out unscathed. Like there was no like he had a scar slight, on it. He had a slight Harry Potter scar on his forehead, not okay. lightning bolt shape, but there was a scar there. Uh, maybe I just didn't pay. Wasn't paying close enough attention. Um, I do kind of going back to the 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 idea of going back in time and and correcting things. Um, I so that's. It, it maybe this is just some kind of like meta theme in the, in the film and I'm just reading too much into it, but that's, that's, that's Baller's whole plan. Like he wants to go and, and do what Hitler couldn't do. Yeah. Um, which is essentially going back and and correct quote unquote, correcting things. Whereas when, when you're, you're talking with Indy and Helena and they're having that conversation about, mutt and how mutt was killed because he enlisted he got killed in vietnam which you know i almost prefer that that was kind of like it was it was an an important part of the film but it wasn't more than two or three lines like it wasn't something that they but it's all of his motivation it is it is right because like that's grieving that's not only is he grieving but that's it was also you find out that caused him and his his marion to to fall apart right right um and i'm i'm really glad though that the the rules of of how the dial worked was that you couldn't go and do that and correct those things in the past yeah because had this ended up like like you said a back to the future situation where it's like i gotta go back in time and save my save my marriage like i thought that would have been a little hokey like i like the fact that they set up the rules and they stuck to them that way. Um, and on a, on just like on a personal note, like, you know, we had in the, the first three films, you had the Judeo Christian artifacts, and then you had the Asian artifacts, and then you had the Mayan artifacts. I like this, that this was Greek. Like, like that was yep. my wheelhouse, especially yep. when I was in college and like studying ancient and classical Greece was like my jam. So but it's, it's a mathematical Greek device. Exactly. It's, it's true to the Greek tradition, I guess. Yeah. Would say. Yeah. Um, so I like that they went with um, a, a Grecian artifact. Yeah. 
uh, in, in mythology than or or you know art, artifact mythology rather yeah. than actual Greek mythology. But um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and like we were just talking about the grieving whole thing, I thought that was a great move. Uh, move because once I go back and watch Crystal Skull again. I'm going to come to that with a heavier heart, I guess, because I know what happens to that character. Mm -hmm. And I know that Shia doesn't really like the character that he portrayed, that a lot of people don't like Mutt Williams. Um, but now that I watch it and the way he acts with this whole punky attitude, I know that punky attitude is going to be his downfall in the end. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to go show someone up because he can, because he's got this attitude and the trip on the shoulder. That's, that's the reason he dies. He said, like, he enlisted just to piss him off or something like that. Yeah, and he said, don't do it. You're going to die. And he's like, I'll do what I want. Mm -hmm. And he did it anyways. And and he got killed. Yeah, and so the Indiana Jones, the slower, the the the, the whole reason he's so um, down on himself is because he's grieving. And through this whole thing, he's able to go back. And, and it's sort of a suicide moment at the end when he wants to stay with Archimedes. He's like, no, leave me. I want to be here. Right. And right. So the Helena's, part where, yeah, yeah, they go into they go into the past. They're back in the time when uh, Syracuse is being sieged by the Romans, and uh, he's amazed because he's standing in front of Archimedes, this this titan of history, and he says, "I want to stay here. I, I have nothing to live for. I have nothing to go back to." And Helena uh, found that you know living is more important than any device, any amount of money. And this is somebody I care about. I care about this person more than, than any device in the world. Mm -hmm. Which so, wasn't her argument at the beginning of the. Right. Right. And she's the one that dragged him to that. So. Yes. And so for her, her to come back and say, no, you're going back. And then she's the one that's kind of connecting the pieces and getting his life back in order. Um, as I talk about it, I'm like, wait a minute, this is just as emotional as last crusade. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought, it, yeah, I love the ending. I loved where Indiana Jones wound up. I thought the ending was a little bit too open-ended with him grabbing his hat. It's, it it kind of insinuated he's going on another adventure, which I know is is not the case. This yeah. is the end. Yeah, he's he's with Marion until the bitter end. I I think I think so. Uh, if if I could just back up a second, that whole uh, part um, where they went back uh to the siege of syracuse so they fly yeah. through the portal i was not expecting to go as hard on that portion of the film yeah as they did because like Same. when you you know when you when you see the arc open up like yeah. you get to see you 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 see it for 30 seconds and then the the film ends right when when you get the they get the cup of christ and they they pass the seal the, the place starts to fall apart you see it for a very short period of time they did not hold anything back. They were like, no, no this is uh, We're going to be Syracuse. as historically, yeah, historically yeah. accurate as possible. Well, no, but it's like you see tons of Roman Romans, centurions. You see Archimedes. You, you see all of these dwellings. Like you are foot, feet on the boots on the ground mm -hmm. in ancient Sicily. Like but it is bonkers. And I'm like, I was not expecting them. Like I thought... All right, maybe you'll have a dog fight in the air while yeah. the, the the siege is going on, and then they'll get back to like no, they were feet on the ground in the past, and I was like, that's cool because I wasn't expecting that to happen. But that was a slow burn too, because it wasn't like 
they went into the past and then they cut to Archimedes. They were stuck on that plane for most of it. And it was very ambiguous as to where they were. Mm -hmm. And it it took a while before they said, no, you're, you're back in time right now. This is where mm -hmm. we are. I thought James Mangold's direction there was, was perfect. Like holding that back from the audience for a little bit just added more tension. And it mm -hmm. drew me in to be like, you know, where are they right now? What are they doing? Exactly. Well, like like I said, whenever they came through and and Voller's like, oh, where this is Sicily, nineteen thirty nine, and then I was like, buddy, those are those ships don't look older than nineteen thirty nine. I also like the aspect where they cut to to the Greek at one point, thinking that the Romans had a dragon, and then they cut to the Romans at one point, and the Romans thought the Greeks had a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> thought that was funny because they were referencing the plane flying around. Mm hmm. Um, the one I know you're a historian. There's a couple other things I want to talk about, but this is one thing that really bugged me. I, you know, they didn't have phones, they didn't have TVs. Soldiers were professional soldiers. They worked on their craft. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason why Rome conquered the world because they were excellent at what they did. I just thought, and they only showed the ones that hit the airplane, the uh, the the grapples, the spears. The spears. That they yeah. yeah, the spears that they shot seemed to hit every single time. And how difficult would that be for someone who's never seen an airplane before and didn't know trajectory and didn't know what they were looking at? But again, they were like professional. They didn't have phones. They weren't like, right. go check to see what the Kardashians are doing today. No, I mean, you're, yeah, there's some truth to that, right? Like, um, because there's definitely nothing that was giant like that that flew. And then also at that speed, right? Yeah. So a lot of these, a, a lot of those spears were meant to hit other boats other watercrafts yeah. right like other ships or, or or if you're you have like a fortress on a on the bank of a, a a coastline or something you know that would be used to like bust through the walls of the fortress so yeah um i i think at that point you it's just got to be it's just tension for the film right yeah i suppose that's probably the case but uh, yeah, I thought it was a stellar ending. I loved how Helena brought him brought him back. I loved the man, the Marion cameo. I thought all of the um, the fan service served the plot. It wasn't like over your head, like Chewbacca. Here's a medal that you didn't get in A New Hope. It wasn't right. Yeah, anything wasn't... like that. Like um, Sala was in the movie, and he starts singing a song that he sang in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And if you didn't know that, he was just singing a song. But if you did know that, it, it brought a smile to my face to, to hear him singing that song. Um, there's a couple other... Oh, right at the end, as, as they were doing the whole kissing thing, my daughter had never seen an Indiana Jones movie, and she thought that was great. Oh, yeah? She loved that whole scene where it, kiss, it hurts here and kiss the elbow. It hurts my shoulder, mm, kiss it was right the, here. Yep, it was the callback from... From Raiders, and, and uh, that worked. And it, it was fan service, but it also served the story, too. It meant, like... They're, the the ice is melting a little bit and they're back mm -hmm. in each other's arms and and they're back to where they once were i to be honest with you i didn't know if that would if that would have been successful in another film where indy was estranged from marion again no so but it but it did work though it right? worked because it was pretty big stakes yeah yeah um so I, I thought for a second there, I was like, oh, that's, that's a risky move trying to do that two movies in a row. Um, yeah. But, but I, I, think, I think it worked out at the end. And I'll, <clears throat> I need to go back and rewatch Raiders myself because I noticed this. 
And I know that they were, they're both Star Wars and Indiana Jones are scored by John Williams. So there's going to be a lot of similarity in the, in the score. Um, yeah. Or at least have that same like feeling yeah. in the score. But at the end of Dial of Destiny, when they were standing in Indy's kitchen and they were hugging uh, and they, you know, it's, they're, they're essentially getting back together. The music cue and I can't remember if it's the same music cue or not at the end of Raiders, whenever they're walking down the steps in DC, but the music cue is very similar to the Han and Leia music cue in Star Wars. You know that. Oh. It I was. I think so. I think it was the original music cue from Raiders. So right, what I'm saying though, it's like I I don't think it's the same thing as as the Star Wars but it was very similar to that. But I can't remember if that one piece of music is the same piece of music from Raiders. Yeah. I'll Does that make sense? Listen. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back and listen. Um, I do have to wrap up because my car died this morning and I think the uh, the mechanics here. But just want to, uh, a couple things. Um, when the Germans brought uh, Indiana Jones to the airfield where they took off to go to the time uh, mm -hmm. warp, the license plate said SR14, and I was like, what reference is that for? Um, but underneath it, it said 1981. So I'm not sure what SR14 meant on the license plate, but 1981 is the year that Raiders came out. Hmm. So I wonder if that was intentional, because they do Easter eggs like that. Yeah. Um, at the very beginning, time was ticking over the logo. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty certain that uh, that was a, a, a kind of foreshadowing that time has a... a is part of the character, I guess, characterization of this movie. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, it, right when the you see the uh, the Paramount logo and the, the Disney castle, there was a part of me that I knew that it was going to open up in a castle at the start of it, and I'm like, are they going to transition from a Disney castle to a Nazi castle? But I'm oh, like, that no. the imagery <laughs> doesn't work. I could see why yeah. Disney put the pump the brakes on that. But yeah, every yeah. other Indiana Jones movie fades from the Paramount logo to something else. Yeah, and they didn't do that in the movie, so that was slightly disappointed and then the uh the neighbor was playing the magical mystery tour i did the yeah I, I did like that a lot yep and so i like that a lot i thought that worked uh because that set up that this is going to be some sort of magical mystery tour that indiana jones is going to go on oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah it was a reference oh to it. it was foreshadowing god. and uh that's so good and damn I, it there was another song that he was playing and I was into the story. So I can't remember if it was help. I need somebody, you know, the other Beatles song that's famous, like was Indiana Jones looking for help. And yes, he was, but I don't remember if it was help. I can't remember if it was help either, but there was a second Beatles song. Also, I just wanted to mention that I think 1936 is too early for the U S to have a warehouse of all of the artifacts at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't uh -huh. think, I don't think based on what I've learned from the pseudoscience that I'm into with the UFO stuff, that that warehouse could exist until like the late forties, early fifties. Mm -hmm. But that's just my take. I think it's, that's just way too much for 1936. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. My mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Go, go, go get your car fixed. So yeah. Uh, with that, uh, you, uh, thank you, Jordan, for being here. I appreciate you uh, lending your time tonight. Um, we are going to jump over to the Mickey Mutineers, right? Yeah. That's the yeah, other we're podcast. Record here uh, probably about an hour and a half. 
So uh, go out and uh, Google on anywhere you catch podcasts, uh, Mickey Mutineers, and you'll hear the part two of this episode. We're going to go record that uh, in about an hour. So uh, check that out. Thank you for listening to the Smugglers Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. If it's allowed, it really helps us out and points people to our show. You can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us an email, email or message us. We love feedback and we'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro re-release VC66, hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.